0: Hello and welcome to the Wedding Dish podcast. Grab your fork and knife and take a seat at our table as we dish on all things weddings. You'll hear stories and tips from real couples and wedding pros about love, life, and entrepreneurship. I am, of course, your hostess with the mostest, Sarah Alipin, and uh, I'm also the CEO of Photos from the Hardy and District Bliss. Before we get started, if you haven't listened to last week's episode. Emily Foster was back. Emily Foster Keller was back, and she talked to us about how to, what to look for on your wedding professional's website to kind of get a better idea of who they are, what their style is, and if it's the right fit for you, Um, and other things like which pages are most important to check out too. So grab that episode and then come on back if you haven't already. Um, Thank you, everyone, for tuning into The Wedding Dish today. I am very excited to be dishing with you. And we're actually not having a guest today. I am going to be sharing some of my top tips so that you get the best wedding photos throughout the course of your day um, and I'm gonna be specifically mentioning a few things that I'm seeing more and more with my couples this season and um, specifically for next year as well so uh, I hope you are ex- as excited as I am for this episode um, so the first thing I want to share with you is when you start talking to your photographer you um, make a mood board and realistically look for images that are going to represent not only what you would ideally like for your wedding day, but think about who you are as a couple. Um, For example, I love some of those photos that are like really passionate and romantic and feel very like um, personal. So some of the the photos of people interacting, couples interacting at like a hotel bar or um you know at home in their bedroom or like doing really passionate kisses that is not going to ever be my husband's vibe. Um it wouldn't have worked very well and even even with you know he would have been very stiff and uncomfortable. So um You know, sometimes it's worth still trying those things. But as you are setting your expectations, think about what realistically you would both enjoy, what feels natural, so that you are um, able to really live into that moment and you're not fighting against your nature. And that will make everything go a little bit more smoothly. So create that mood board, think about what you really like, but then also think about who you are as a couple and talk to your photographer about what you like in the photos that you are looking at. So let's say you really like the this one photo of a couple, but they're wearing things you would never wear and they're doing something you would never do, but you love it and you can't figure out why. So maybe it's the lighting. Maybe it's the lens flare, which is when the sun comes into the camera and then it can create a prism effect or, you know, a very colorful um you know, or, or even just a really bright spot depending on how you're actually using it. So, um, you know, those things, your photographer should be able to kind of translate that for you so it's a little bit easier for you to figure out what you like and then you're able to get the photos that you really want on your wedding day. Um, the other thing is schedule enough time. I'm seeing a trend of people trying to squish their wedding timeframe for photography a lot. and While that is okay because you have to work within your budget, I'm never going to tell you to take out a loan or something or run debt to accommodate your wedding expenses. Um, I think you need to really think about your budget. But if you are going to squish things in, you may have to give up on certain pieces. There are things that are going to take longer and lengthen the time of your wedding day. So for example, if you would like to do a first look, which is when you um, and your partner meet before the ceremony, so you see each other before the ceremony and um, or with your parents or your brother or sister or your bridesmaids or groomsmen or... Um, you know, wedding parties or, um, you know, all the things. So you can do a first look with pretty much anyone you want to. It can be a grandparent or a best friend. Um, But when you do a first look, it is going to have to happen before the ceremony. So, you're going to have to have your makeup done sooner if you're doing makeup and hair. You're going to have to be in the dress sooner or the suit sooner or whatever it is that your attire is for that day. You're going to have to put it on earlier than you would because you're going to have these photos before the ceremony. So, that just adds a little bit of time in. Now, the other way you can save time is minimize locations. So, Let's say you have this beautiful stairway in the location where you're getting ready. So you decide, okay, let's do a first look there. And then maybe we'll do the wedding party photos on the stairs as well so that we can not move you. Because anytime that we have to move you on your wedding day, it takes much longer than you think. Um, and, it, and it can, you know, especially if you have guests milling around, they all want to say that Congratulations and hug you and tell you they love you, and it adds up quickly. So it makes it much easier if you minimize locations, and you can always adjust your time frame. Um, at least for me, when you work with me, I allow couples to increase their amount of time, and I always check out with them and let them know. You know, we have fifteen minutes left. Do you want me to stay longer, or if I think they might want to, um, you know, so you can always talk to your photographer about that or your wedding planner or whoever is putting together your timeline. Um, But having enough time makes your wedding day go a lot more smoothly. You won't feel like you're rushing to and from, and you won't have to give up on some of the photos that you might otherwise have really wanted and you might be disappointed about missing later. So just a couple ways of staying within that time. Um, Schedule your Couples' portraits during the time that is the best lighting. So, if you are getting married, um, you know, in the evening, you probably want to have some couples' portraits done during golden hour. So, that would just be the two of you. You want to use the best lighting on the photos of the two of you. Well, you obviously want good lighting in all of your photos. You want the most flattering photos to be you too because that's why you're coming together today as a couple. Um, so use that best lighting. And then um, if you are getting married earlier, so let's say you have a three o'clock wedding and it's during the summer. I would recommend sneaking away during golden hour so even if you've taken photos together um I'll usually grab my couples for just a couple minutes like 10 15 minutes and take some really like romantic photos during golden hour, which is just before the sunset. So it's, you know, you're not at sunset necessarily, but it's that time frame before the sun sets. Um, but that way you still accommodate that. So it still works within the schedule, but you're slipping away for a short period of time. It usually happens to be during dinner. So it's an easy lift out for me. I'm like, can I just grab you for one minute? Um, and let your photographer know if you want to do that because you don't want them to have gone away to go eat because we have to eat too. Um, And you want them to be able to manage their time appropriately on the wedding day too. Um, I love when couples schedule a sneak peek of the reception space before guests come in. Traditionally, and of course, we are not necessarily traditional people on the wedding dish, but traditionally, people will – will schedule a grand entrance. So everyone is seated or standing or gathered ready for you to come in. But the the area where you're having your reception is full of people when you go in for the actual reception, dinner, whatever the case may be. You have spent so much time visualizing this and planning this. Some of the most fun photos I get – Of couples are during this sneak peek. And I usually have them kind of practice, quote unquote, practice their first dance. And that gives some really beautiful photos of the lighting, the space. Um, And it's just kind of like a nice little personal moment where you get to breathe and be together. And there aren't a lot of moments like that naturally built into your wedding day because it's very much. It's a day where you have a lot of moving pieces. There are a lot of people who want to see you and celebrate with you and, and share their love of you. So, um, you know, it's just one little teeny tiny moment that's maybe seven minutes max where you two can just enjoy your day and and be together for just a few minutes privately. And it's really nice. Um, so I love doing that. And then the final tip I have for you is to make a list of any gifts, heirlooms, customized pieces that maybe you're wearing on your fo- or on your wedding day, um, maybe the p- things that you are giving to people as gifts, like let's say you get custom gifts. Um, On your for your wedding parties or your parents or just special people in your lives, you um, make a list of that so that those are captured because you spent a lot of time thinking through the logistics of that and the sentimental value and it they make for really beautiful photos too. So, um I would always recommend making that list and making sure that all of that is documented. And again, of course, any anything that you are going to be adding into your photographer's day, you're going to need a little bit more time. So again, just I cannot encourage you enough to schedule enough time. Um it is it is just your photographs are some of the only things that you get to go home with and your day over and over again, and um, so I I can't recommend enough that you have enough time so that it doesn't feel rushed. You get all the pictures you want, and you know maybe it's an extra fifteen minutes, and that's okay. Um, so that's that's what I've got for you today. If you have questions you want me to answer about specifically wedding photography, obviously that's my wheelhouse, but I've been in the wedding industry since 2005, so if you do have other questions you want answered, either I can answer them for you or I will find the person that can. So just go ahead and send them over to me. You can submit that through the Wedding Dish um, website, which is theweddingdishpodcast.com, or on our social media, which is The Wedding Dish Podcast on Instagram. And that way I can answer your questions and you can have the best possible day ever. And all of, you'll be set to go. So let me know what your questions are. And um, you can also grab our show notes over on our website, theweddingdishpodcast.com. And apply to be a guest if you want to come on. You can also donate to um, help us keep bringing you these juicy wedding tips and tricks um, from wedding pros and couples. And um, don't forget, next week is we are starting our season break. which I am sad and excited about. So it is the end of the season. So we are off for a couple of weeks. We will probably re-air a few episodes that were some of our most popular and are important episodes that I think you may have missed back in the archives. So you uh, don't worry, you won't miss us totally. And, um, oh, in the show notes this week, I am going to link to some of these things. I will put these details in the show notes. I'm also going to link to some really cool wedding gift options and things that I think you may want to consider um, just because I don't get to do all these that often. And I feel like, you know, sometimes it's nice to not have to do all the Googling yourself. So I'm going to link to some of those on the weddingdishpodcast.com. And I hope that you all are having a wonderful summer. I'm excited for my little break, um, going on vacation before wedding season really kicks back up in the fall. And um, yeah, let me know what questions you have. Give us a follow, rate, and review. And until next time, cheers.